0: Hello and welcome. This is Akasha Love. I am a soul alchemist, helping you to birth your true self in this lifetime. Guided by my own soul, each week I bring you talks, music, meditations and downloads designed to support you in connecting deeply in with the truth of who you are, so that you can express this authentically out in the world. So hello and welcome to this episode 9 of series 2 of the Universe Podcast. So today I wanted to speak to you about codependency, what this is, um, and how to look at different ways of healing it. I've been studying and listening to a lot of people speak about this on YouTube myself um, uh, for looking at it, this relating pattern within myself and healing it within myself. So I'm really interested to bring this information to you today to see if it might also be relevant and helpful for you. So what is this thing that is, seems to be the hot topic of the moment with um, a lot of people that do this work of um, personal growth and uh, personal development? So it's codependency. What is codependency? It's caring more about uh, other people that you are in relationship with than about yourself. Uh, And it's basically, it's sending out a really intense um, empathy filter out in the world to try and discover what other people are feeling and thinking, what their needs, wants, desires are, so that you can meet those needs, wants and desires, so that you can feel safe and loved and accepted in relationship so it's, as you can see, it's quite a convoluted way of re- interacting with the outside world, with other people. Where does this come from? Basically, it comes from uh, generally a childhood in which you didn't feel emotionally secure. So in which you didn't feel heard or that your needs were met um, by your parents or caregivers or environment. Um, By just being you, you didn't feel that um, you were adequately met, let's say. So you developed coping strategies for this, and these coping strategies were ways of seeing how you could help or support or meet the needs of other people so your parents or caregivers so that you would feel safe in connection with them so basically that you would get the attention that you needed from them and that they would then care about you so the psychology behind this is if I first really show how much I am wanting to care for these people and meet these people's needs and love them, then I will get that back. So if you're a child, obviously it should be unconditional that you're um, cared for and your needs are met and you're looked after. But if this doesn't happen for you adequately, especially um, in an emotional way, then you learn this coping strategy so your subconscious tells you that it's not enough for you just to be you um your needs won't necessarily be met by you just being you and um, expressing yourself and your needs and your wants and your desires this is not enough, so you learn ways of uh, coping, of managing this um, painful situation of being unheard, unseen, unmet, needs being unmet emotionally, especially, I think. So this obviously develops as an adult, if it's uninvestigated, within you, it develops into a very convoluted um, and painful and difficult way of relating with others, which is based on a negation of your own needs and not attending to your own needs, because you're so focused on attending to the needs, the desires, the wants of others so that you can just be accepted for who you are. So as you can see, it's it's really painful when you see it like that. And the underlying belief, of course, is that you will not be accepted just for who you are or as you are. And that your needs will not be met by you asking for them to be met or, or just um, wanting them to be met in a relationship. This is naturally not going to happen, therefore you have to create this whole convoluted strategy in order to get this to happen. So the result of this is that there isn't much energy left for you if this is your pattern in relationships. There's not much energy left for you to feel out, understand and know what your own needs are or your own wants are or your own desires are and to really understand even at a deeper level, who you are. So if you don't know what you really feel, what you need, what you want, because you're so focused on others, then it's like you can very easily lose yourself and end up feeling like you don't really know who you are because all your energy is directed outwards to helping, caretaking, looking after other people. And while... It can feel sometimes like, well, this is a really good thing to do. It's good to care for other people, look after other people. In the end, you're not helping them or yourself because if you're so deeply in this codependent relationship, it's like you're not really there. So those other people can't fully feel you as a presence and so you can't really relate from the deepest part of you if if in some way you're not really there like you're relating from an empty place rather than a full place inside because this empty place is this belief this underlying, unconscious, unexamined belief that you don't matter and that your needs are unimportant that your uh, feelings are unimportant that your, uh, your very self, your being is, is not so important people don't care about you this is the underlying um, unconscious belief. So what to do if, if you notice this in yourself? Um, first, I would suggest have really great compassion for yourself. Number one step. Because obviously it's painful to um, see that perhaps you don't really know who you are. You don't really know what you feel, you don't really know what you want, what you need and you don't really know how to be in a relationship in a healthy way where you get your needs met, where you are met, let's say. Um, Where you can really intimately connect with another. So compassion, really big self-compassion and acceptance of this if you see this in yourself. This is number one thing. I've seen this in myself and this is what led me this year to change my name to Akasha Akasha Love. Because this for me was a step in self-sovereignty it's a really big step in taking ownership of myself because I could see this pattern in me uh, this caretaking codependent pattern and so Giving myself a new name is one really powerful way for me to take ownership of myself. Okay, who am I? I ask myself that question. Who am I? Who do I want to be? Okay, I want to be a person who is creating space for myself and for others. But for myself first, because I don't want to be codependent. Um, so, Akasha is a name from Sanskrit that means space or heaven. So, I want to create space for love in my life, for myself and for others. And also, I want to just create space within myself every day for, for being. Create space, greater and greater, greater space. Question all of my own underlying assumptions, beliefs, ideas, Um create space every day for me to grow into um, the next version of myself. So this self-sovereignty, this taking on a new name, is a big part of a self-sovereignty process for me. Taking ownership of myself. So rather than caretaking of others, We take ownership of ourselves first. We look after ourselves first. And for me, this process was even at age 46. Okay, I'm, who am I? I choose to give myself a new name. This is my first step in my self sovereignty process this year. So, back to you. If you recognize these tendencies of codependence. The first step is compassion. The second step is getting really curious as to who you are. Getting really curious as to what you feel. Getting really curious as to what you think and what you want and what you need. Who you are. And a big part of this also is um, paying really great attention to your inner child, becoming really curious as to the needs and desires, wants, intentions of your inner child because that little child that you once were is still there inside of you and if you are not looking after yourself, are not paying attention to your deepest needs and your desires and your wants in this lifetime, that inner child is going to be really unhappy and angry with you. So a big part of this process of getting to know yourself is getting in touch with your inner child, who really, our child selves are our most authentic selves if we lost in adult life. The best way of getting back to who we are and finding ourselves again is going back to who we were in childhood because children are naturally, before they're trained, to be codependent or to, you know, to trained in, in all these coping strategies. They naturally are just who they are. They're naturally egotistical. They're naturally expressing their desires and their needs. They're naturally following their deepest instincts. So your creative instincts, for example, are usually really strong in childhood. It's really clear to you in childhood what your interests are. So if you are lost and in this codependent relating system, go back and connect with your inner child and see what they uh, have to say to you today as an adult and you might be surprised at how angry they are if perhaps you're not following your truth and you're not meeting your own needs and you're not looking after yourself. So also work on developing a loving and encouraging inner voice. So the third step, first step, self-compassion. Second step, get to know your needs Check in with your inner child. Third step, work on developing a loving inner voice. So really check your inner voice, this voice which is speaking to us all the time. And see what kind of a voice this is. If it's negative, judgmental, critical, rather than encouraging, loving and friendly, then you need to work with this, this inner voice. You need to work on changing this inner voice. Um, which is a whole process in itself. But eventually, as you do this work, your inner voice does slowly turn around and become loving and guiding and friendly to you. This has been my experience over the past five years or so doing this work for myself. I used to have a very critical, judgmental, painful inner voice that would always be whipping me, metaphorically telling me how crap I was and how badly I was doing and how shit everything was. (laughs) And now after years um, doing this inner work process, my inner voice is now my friend. It's a loving friend. It speaks to me in a loving way most of the time. So this has been a a powerful transformation for me and a reason why I'm so passionate about teaching self-love. So the third step, the inner voice. The fourth step, learn boundaries. So this is super, super, super important in this work for anyone who recognizes any codependency tendencies within themselves. Learn boundaries. Practice checking in with yourself internally before you agree or disagree to anything. So whether that's an invite out to dinner or lunch Whether it's, uh, do you want to take this course, whether it's, uh, do you want to go for a walk with me, whether it's, uh, do you want to do this job, whatever it is, big or small, check in internally first before just going on autopilot and agreeing or disagreeing. So checking in, finding your deep inner yes or your deep inner no before you come out and give an answer. And another part of this boundary work also is practicing saying no. Maybe if you're um, heavily codependent, you just may want to say yes to everyone all the time because you feel like this is the best way of getting your needs met Um, and staying in safe, loving connections with people is to keep them happy. So a really interesting practice is just to practice saying no. So... Okay, not, not lying, but just for small things that maybe it doesn't, doesn't really matter. Somebody asks you out. Just say no as a practice for yourself to see how that feels, to see if you're able to be in that energy of no and stay with yourself rather than be projecting out onto the other person and worrying about what they're going to think or feel about your no. So it's a really interesting practice, the practice of no. And slowly over time as you practice this boundary work, you will get better at it as well. The nose will become easier and it will become easier to actually know what it is that you feel. Because you may not know. But as you practice creating clearer boundaries, then you will you'll get better at this. Everything will be, start to become clearer internally for you. And I just want to stress also boundaries are not barriers. So it's not they're not barriers between you or somebody else. It's not like building a big fence. It's more like knowing where you end and they begin. So that's the key to what a good boundary is. It's knowing where you, you end and the other person begins. So if you're heavily codependent, you may have porous boundaries. So it's like you merging with the other person because you're so deeply attuned to feeling into the needs of others, which is, it's, a, it's an amazing skill if it's used um, appropriately in the right, at the right time and place. But if it's used in this codependent way, it's not going to be doing you any favours. So if you don't have strong boundaries, you have porous boundaries. So it's like you don't know where you end and the other person begins. And this is what creates painful relationship systems for you. So if you need help with this, I suggest that you take my Self Love 101 course. This is really the basics um, of connecting with self. So before we can really start deeply working on codependency, Issues. It's a great foundation to just build a more loving relationship with yourself, and that's what this self love course is designed to do. It's a course unteachable and it's divided into three sections. So, the first section is what is self love, self inquiry, the ego, and a self love quiz. The second section is healing the self. So, A lot of work around beliefs, discovering unconscious negative beliefs, and working also with self-forgiveness. And the third section is your inner nature. So working this third section is about growing a healthier relationship with yourself. So it uses uh, concepts from Ayurveda, which is an ancient Indian health science of self-healing and it also talks about living from your higher self consciousness rather than your small self so the higher self is the self that directs you from beyond your small ego self. So It's a really comprehensive course in self-love and if you're one of the first 10 people to take the course it's only $50, so it's a, a really great um, deal for you and a great end-of-year gift for you to give yourself or maybe somebody else. So to find out more about that, please visit my website at akashalove.life. There's a link at the top to SelfLove101. I have another exciting announcement today. My... Universe calendar, which features 12 of my original oil oil paintings that I've done this year in Bali, um, is now available worldwide via the Carl Vendo calendar platform. So this is a print-on-demand platform where you can order this calendar. It will be printed for you and be sent to you wherever you are in the world. So I am so excited about this um this calendar has really been a part of my own self-growth and self-development this year as part of my process of sovereign self-ownership um it's a dream of mine since I was a child to create my own artwork for sale and my own writing um And I'm now 46 and I'm finally making this happen. So um, this is a big part of my own self-healing process is the creation of this calendar this year. Uh, So the calendar is an inner connection calendar. So it's designed to help you with your self-healing and inner connection process over all of the years of next year of 2021. Every month has a painting that um, shows a specific relating state. So a relationship with yourself or with, your, with the outer world, with nature a lot of the time. So it's, uh, it's a way of you working with your inner states. Each month suggests a different way for you to work with uh, your different inner states. And as well as the painting, there's a short um, guidance text there. And also in the Calvendo version, there's a quote for every month which relates to this particular inner state um, that you would be working on that month. So I'm very excited about that. I I would love it if you could have this calendar um, to support you On your inner journey throughout all of the months of next year. It's like having a little part of me there with you on your kitchen on the back of your kitchen door or wherever you like to hang it in your workspace. Again to find out more about this go to my website akashalove.life forward slash calendar and if you are in Bali or Australia You can get the very special um, version of the calendar which is printed on handmade paper here in Bali. This paper is getting made today as we speak by a beautiful um, company in Bali that employs uh, a lot of Balinese um, women. And an extra added advantage here is that I'm giving 5% of every of the profit from every one of these Bali calendars for sale to a wonderful organisation here in Bali called Social Impact that provides free, clean drinking water to the poor and underprivileged in Bali and Indonesia. So buying this beautiful Bali calendar, the universe version, Uh, created and printed here in Bali you also have a great impact on the lives of underprivileged people here in Bali so with that thank you so much for listening Um, have a beautiful day and I look forward to talking to you soon again that my website is akashalove.life you find out all the info about the calendar and the course there Thank you for listening. Keep following the wisdom of your heart and the whisperings of your soul, because these will always lead you in the right direction.